Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome to Reflect and Connect with me, Dr. James Etta. I am your host on this podcast, and I will share information and tips on how to make meaning from life experiences through reflection and connection. First, a quick note about me. Number one, I am an educator. That means that my goal is to supply you with information and resources, and then you decide what to do from there. In my professional life, I am a consultant and I provide professional development services focused on education and equity to promote social change, and I use a critical thinking framework. What is critical thinking, you ask? Critical thinking is a complex and ongoing process. There are a lot of moving parts, and reflective evaluation is a central part of the work. Critical thinking is a soft skill that requires a lot of heavy lifting, and you will need an innovative and skillful guide to help you. Well, I am Dr. James Etta, and I will be your guide. So let's get started on this journey, shall we? Okay, so today's topic I will want to I want to talk about I want to talk about dealing with dysfunction during the holidays. Oh, am I the only person who has encountered dysfunctional relationships whether it's personal or professional? Please. Dysfunction happens in all forms. It can happen with friend groups, it can happen in social organizations, professional settings, and dysfunction can happen with family. So first, let's define the word dysfunction. Dysfunction is when there is conflict, misbehavior, like guilt tripping, shaming, manipulation, sabotage, neglect, denial, abuse of any form, etc., etc. And this type of misbehavior, it happens on a regular basis to make the person conform to someone else. But it happens so regularly that over time, this type of behavior becomes normal. And it just leaves the other person feeling dazed and confused about who they really are and what they really need. Okay, so dysfunction happens in a lot of different circles on a consistent basis. So here's my reflection. Now, I grew up in a multi-generational household. And what that means is that there was a lot of people all around all the time. So the holidays would come and everybody would gather um, at one house. But as the family was gathering, there was one particular relative who would be very sad and really be suffering from depression. But nobody talked about it. It was never a clear conversation about what was going on. But it was very evident of the deep sadness and kind of just like a a dark, heavy cloud that kind of just hung over 
what should be the happy holiday season of everybody gathering at the house. So, um, so that was just, but again, this became normalized because nobody never talked about it, but it happened every single holiday season. There may have been some whispers, but no clear communication. All right. But it wasn't like that you could then decide not to come to this house for the holidays because then here comes the shaming and the guilt tripping because you were expected to come. And if you didn't, then you would hear from certain members of the family, uh, family over everything, family come first. Are you too good to come around the family? Why didn't you come and see us? You know, we family, you know, that's just how it is. Don't pay no attention to that. (sighs) Okay. But then there's another side of this reflection too, because I also remember at these holiday gatherings that somebody somewhere had a bottle of something where the grown-ups were sipping and nipping out of as a way to kind of cope with what was not being talked about clearly. And this just further promoted this dysfunction, right? That nobody wants to clearly talk about. But before you know it, one drink leads to two drinks, two drinks lead to three drinks. Next thing you know, four more drinks. And before you know it, Somebody has said something, a cross word has been said, and sometimes it can escalate and, you know, really be explosive and sometimes turn violent. Again, this is the holiday season, but ain't nobody happy. Okay, another reflection. This pertains to a professional setting. You're at work and you are expected or you are forced to attend a holiday gathering where you know within your organization or within your particular uh, group or your department where you know that your voice has not been heard, you have brought a lot of good ideas and innovative uh, thoughts to the table, but you know that your voice has not been heard, your contribution to the organization has not been valued, yet you are forced to attend this holiday gathering where you have to grin and nod your way through it. Meanwhile, in the back of your head, you are promising yourself that you are going to look for a new job before the end of the year. And so this becomes a cycle of dysfunction too on the job. I know I'm not the only one that has experienced these. I'm sure you have your own dysfunctional reflections that you can probably share. So here are three tips. Here are three tips of how you can deal with dysfunction during the holidays. Tip number one, know your limits and set clear boundaries. That's tip number one. Know your limits and set clear boundaries. Here's an example. Your limit is this. I will only go to cousin Susie Q's house for an hour or two and I will be there at the beginning of the said hour for us together. I will help her set up. I will also take one dish in a disposable container because you don't want to get tripped up with that on when you're going to come get pick your dish up. So just whatever you making or taking, leave it there and be prepared to leave it there and let it be a blessing to somebody else. 
So you set this boundary and this limit, right? And then you um, are there with your family and you have made a promise to yourself that you're not going to stay no more than, you know, two hours. You have even gone the extra mile to keep yourself accountable. You've set the alarm on your device that will prompt you when two hours is up. And so to keep that promise to yourself, that allows you to honor the boundary. Okay, because you've already established your limit and you've already set a clear boundary because you have decided that you're not going to linger at Cousin Susie Q's house, but you are going to go there and these are, you know, you've set your boundaries. So that's tip number one. Know your limits, set clear boundaries. Tip number two, decompress after a stressful interaction. Okay. Keeping with the scenario over at Su- uh, Cousin Susie Q's house. So you've already established your boundary. Your alarm has gone off. You've announced to Cousin Susie Q that you're leaving. And you're wishing her love. And you're uh, telling everybody have a happy holiday. But before you can fully get out of the door, Cousin Susie Q gets combative. You know, she's all in your face. What you got to leave for? Why'd you come? You know, you you ain't even H yet. You just turn around and leave and we your family. You know, it becomes, it starts ramping up. So when this happens, first, breathe. Breath work is very important. So breathe, remain calm. Do not give in to the negative or hostile energy. Okay. Simply remain calm. And repeat to Cousin Susie Q that, you know, you are leaving at this time and you wish everyone light and love for a a prosperous holiday season. You know, that you love everyone. And then just gracefully make your exit. So, you know, ways that you can decompress are you can take a fresh, uh, take a walk and get fresh air. So you can breathe. That's so important. Listen to positive, uplifting music. Light a candle and list everything that you've learned from Cousin Susie Q. Because you've learned something from her and she's taught you a whole lot. So take time to honor the relationship and what you have learned from her. Even though you just had a stressful interaction with her, still. Turn it into a positive by intentionally listing the things that you have learned from that relationship. And at the end of your list, write, all is well. Because it is, all is well. And say it out loud to yourself. That's how you continue to just, you know, encourage yourself after you have encountered um, a stressful interaction with someone. So step number one, know your limits, set clear boundaries. Step number two, decompress after a stressful interaction. Make that list of positives. Get some fresh air. And step number three, care for yourself. Take care of you. Do something that truly feeds your soul and nourishes your spirit. 
I mean, get outside. That fresh air is priceless. So try to take a brisk walk wherever you are, regardless of the weather. Just a short, brisk walk. Something else you can do to care for yourself is take a relaxing bath with essential oils. Light that candle. And as you light that candle, focus on the flicker of the flame. Let me say that again. Focus on the flicker of the flame. Just breathe your way through it and just relax. And that's how you start to just really nourish and care for yourself. Other ways you can read a book or watch a movie. Ride a bike. You know, any kind of physical activity. If you, you know, like to do rigorous things, go for a hike. Um, You know, go ride a motorcycle. Do whatever is necessary for you to care for yourself. Have a cup of herbal tea. There's a really good herbal tea that I like called African Autumn, and it is really good. I have purchased it at the uh, Starbucks Cafe in Barnes & Noble, so I highly recommend that as an herbal tea. And through all of this, the number one thing that you should always do, no matter what, drink plenty of water, stay hydrated. Hydrate yourself, hydrate your body, keep your mind fresh and elevated. Because remember, get into the flow of how you feel and don't force yourself to be somewhere or around someone that doesn't feel good and does not lift you up. Trust your gut, trust your intuition. Pay attention to how you feel when you are around someone because you need to trust yourself above everybody else. Your time is important. Value where you are and who you spend your time with this holiday season. As I reflected, I made this connection. Now I'm at a point in my life, I am very non-traditional when it comes to holidays, mainly because I spent so many holidays being forced around people that left me feeling drained and depleted. And so now I have decided that I do not do forced. I don't force myself into any situation, but I do accept and appreciate flow. I get into the flow of energy of whoever I'm with and whatever, wherever I'm connected to. So my goal this holiday season is to be in places and occupy spaces with people who truly elevate my vibration. So here's a recap of how to manage dysfunction during the holidays. Number one, know your limits and set clear boundaries. Number two, decompress after a stressful interaction. Number three, care for yourself. I hope you have found my tips useful. Here's a reflection question for you to consider later in the week. When you encounter someone who has guilt tripped or who has shamed you, did you let that person know how you felt? Why or why not? So take a few minutes to reflect on this question and designate a notebook to capture your response. There is no right or wrong answer. 
just get into the flow of how it feels and let it out because this is about you. Again, the reflection question to consider when you encounter someone who has guilt tripped or shamed you, did you let that person know how you felt? Why or why not? To learn more about me, follow me on social media at Dr. Dr. James Etta, J-A-M-E-S-E-T-T-A, and visit my website at drjamesetta.com. As I close out, I will leave you with this. Be strong, be brave, do the work. This is your journey. Feel free to leave a message about today's topic, your thoughts, ideas, examples, your comments. I would love to hear from you. So thank you for listening to me and listening to Reflect and Connect. I am Dr. James Etta, and I am on my path.